Welcome to Constable Confidential. I'm Simon Constable. The following clip was first published in 2018, but it's being republished here because it's still relevant given the current crisis in the Middle East. What would a future government and legal system in Iran look like? I'm Simon Constable, joined by Crown Prince Reza Pahlavi. He's in Washington now. Your Royal Highness, uh, wh what do you think? A government uh, that is different from the current one, how would it look in your view? Well, you know, be besides the obvious classic standard structure of all democratic governments, whether it's in Japan or the United States or France, is really not that much difference in terms of separation po of powers and basically, uh, you know, the kind of constitution that guarantees equality under the law of any citizen, irrespective of race or gender or religion or what have you. All of the obvious aspects of human rights and, and, and basically democratic liberties. I don't limit just to the structure of government. I think it's very important to understand that there are key elements within social society that often act as the protectors and watchdogs and some sort of a guarantee of, uh, shall we call it, social uh, auditing of what the government does. Media is one, a labor union is one, uh, civil society, NGOs that uh, pretty much can uh, call the whistle if there's an element of corruption here or there or abuse of power by authorities and so on and so forth. This is all part of a society that is democratic when people assume their civic responsibilities, but they have all the protection of various uh, instances uh, uh, by law to have recourse and remedy problems if there are issues with government, for instance. It's a much bigger picture than focusing only on the structure of governance alone, but it's a full package that is needed. And I think Iranians are quite aware of that. In fact, we have quite a vibrant civil society despite such a repressive regime, which indicates that people know that they have to be vigilant at any point in time. And of course, they'll get the best opportunities to achieve what they want with full participation and decision-making in the political process of their own country if they are endowed with the kind of government that offers those opportunities to them and and the rule of law of the land that people have actually drafted out of their own design. So would you see yourself in the position of a monarch rather like Queen Elizabeth in the United Kingdom as she is the, the head of state? Would you be the head of state and then you had an elected government of, with various houses and, and, and various uh, uh, freedoms enshrined in the constitution? Well, I mean, again, as I have said uh, earlier, we are talking about, I think, what's the common uh, position of all democratic secular forces is to have a parliamentary secular democratic system. As to what final form it can take, well, you have examples of... Uh, uh, constitutional monarchies from Japan to Sweden to uh, the UK and, and countries of the sort, as well as you have the Republican models in different countries. There's more variety of republics than uh, the monarchic system, which is pretty much uh, similar, where you have a, a, a non-responsible symbolic uh, head of state in the form of a queen or a queen, and an elected prime minister, which is answerable to the people as a representative of uh, the winning party that uh, wins in an electoral process of forming a government. In Republican forms, we have different forms of republics. For instance, you have a type like the one you have in India or in Israel, when you have sort of a more symbolic uh, 
president uh, acting as the head of state, and then you have an elected prime minister that is actually the de facto uh, uh, person responsible for, for, for governance. You have the kind of uh, republics in France when you have a president and a prime minister. You have a kind of republic like in the United States when the president is actually the chief executive, so on and so forth. Anyway, all of this has to be decided in a constitutional process. And the way we see the scenario is that as soon as this regime collapses, we can ultimately conduct in an atmosphere where free elections can be guaranteed and there's no longer any kind of, uh, uh, if you will, uh, um, asphyxiation of any form, political parties will form a transitional government uh, uh, created by a coalition of democratic forces uh, would be responsible for the management of the temporary affairs of the country, within which time we have to elect members of uh, the Constitu Constitutional Assembly, which would be tasked with the drafting of Iran's future constitution and debate all the merits and values and argue over the final form that it could take and propose this to the nation as a constitution to be ratified by a national referendum and adopted. And at the end of that phase, we will have the election of our first parliament of the new democratic secular system, as well as uh, elections to form the first government of this new democracy. This is the process that will end uh, bring us to no normalization, if you will, of the political uh, situation in our country. And then, of course, the country will be, be full and ready to be open uh, for business, so to speak, so we can get on track and, uh, and, and start And let me just um, ask you very, very quickly um, to answer this question about the open for business. Uh, one of the great things about uh, the U.S. is that uh, anyone can sue anyone for anything, it seems, and, and have a fair, fair, fair hearing in court. Is that something you'd want to see uh, happen so that uh, not even the government is immune from a commercial dispute in court? Absolutely. I think one of the critical and paramount component of maintaining, the, uh, staying on track in terms of separation of powers is an absolutely independent and strong judiciary. And I think it is very important to understand that it is necessary for people to have remedy and recourse from, uh, from a legal standpoint, which is exactly why you need to have a checks and balance system. And especially for a nation that has long endured the, the inability to be protected by the law. When you're living in a country right now that lawyers for political prisoners are themselves thrown in jail, uh, what do you expect uh, uh, in terms of having due process? So it goes without saying, absolutely, one of the most critical components for our country is to have a very strong and independent, independent judiciary uh, as a recourse and a remedy to make sure that the law is not violated, that there is due process, that no one is above the law, and everybody can have the opportunity to protect their interests uh, by seeking legal remedy. Absolutely. Other than that, there will be no guarantee for anyone's rights uh, in any form or any shape. It goes without saying. Possible future of Iran that nobody above the law. Thank you very much, Your Royal Highness Reza Pahlavi. I'm Simon Constable. That's it.